Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats. And one of the things that I'm really working on this summer with my high school program is creating a tactical and conditioning periodization opportunity where each day kind of has its main focus. And in the idea of one, putting into place the principles of play that we want for the program. Um, and two, to create an opportunity for all of my players, the majority of my players to be at their best soccer fitness level. And so number one, why is that important? Well, last year with all of the COVID, and we were one of those districts that was shut down and were in pods until the end of August. So we literally had tryouts and a week later we're playing games. Um, so we didn't have an opportunity really to work through uh, what the expectations were of you know these scenarios. And one of the things that we're really focusing on moving forward is the idea of communication. And I'm seeing posts about it, about, hey, how do you help with communication with players? And I ran into this the other day when we were telling the players, like, look, man, you guys need to communicate more. You need to talk more. And after I self-reflected after the session, I was like, what does that even mean? Like, when you tell a kid to talk more, um, there's, of course, kids that talk, um, but they give information that's not helpful. So one of the things that we're really working on is a common language within our group um, so that people, when they hear it, not only does the person that maybe is directly affected by the ball or the play, but even the goalkeeper, even the person that is on the other side of the field for our team will know exactly what the expectations are for the people directly close to the ball and what their uh, roles and responsibilities are or the principles that they need to follow in certain um, characteristics. Um, And so that's something that we're working through. And I think that's one of those things that when you talk and you see things on Twitter, the way that people take things and their verbiage, their, their way that they communicate is so different and, and so changing, which I think is why it becomes very difficult on the soccer field. So, for instance, like some people call it a give and go. Some people call it a wall pass. Some people call it a one-two. There isn't one similar type thing like, oh, we're going to switch fields or switch sides or switch channels or whatever it might be um, that you use. The problem that you know, we run into is then kids come back from club, kids just from just watching TV and what have you um, are learning their own kind of verbiage. And so what we're working on right now this summer is let's clarify what exactly uh, are the words and cues that we're going to use. The other big thing that we're recognizing and focusing on when it comes to that communication piece is the idea of nonverbal. So as soon as we see, like, for instance, my outside back plays it back to a center back. That's a cue to both of my defensive mids. That's a cue to both of, uh, you know, the other center back. That's a cue to the keeper. That's a cue to, um, you know, our outside back. And now what we're starting to get the boys to recognize is if I am a forward, if I'm that front line, as soon as that ball is played back to a center back, that's a dangerous opportunity to play forward. So we're looking to split lines. We're looking to go vertical. And so that means that you can't just turn off. Just because you're 
uh, 50 yards away from the play doesn't mean that you can't at that point be making that dangerous run because we might be able to find an opportunity after maybe one pass, two passes, three that we can get in. But a lot of that is non-verbal. It can't be where people are constantly telling you and, and I guess people call it joysticking or micromanaging or micro-coaching you on every single move. So we're trying to get the boys to start recognizing like, hey, when this happens, what are some things that you think that have to occur? And we're starting to come to basic agreements as a group that, hey, if I've got a man on my back, for instance, my first thought is I have to play a quick one-touch pass, and it's got to go backwards. Uh, we have seen out of 10 times receiving the man on our back, if a guy tries to turn, it's a turnover nine plus times, uh, if not 10 out of 10. It's a, you have to be super creative. You have to know exactly what you're doing, and there's got to be some things in your favor. So we're working on the idea of if you recognize one visually that someone's being pressed as they receive the ball, let them know man on, and then that's an automatic looking to play quickly, so a one-touch pass, and then we're looking to go forward. So then that becomes where the forwards or our front line can't take, um, you know, they cannot rest. They can't just relax, just assuming like, oh, well, they connected that one pass and the play is over. So it's a kind of a domino effect that we're working through. When I come to the second point, soccer fitness. For me, soccer fitness, and I've been trying to really take the subjective stuff out of play. Um, so my own bias of like, oh, this player has a great first touch, or this player's quick, or this player is strong with their, you know, their right foot. Or, I'm trying to be very objective, and so we've cleaned it up, and we're focused on one communication, which I just spoke about, two decision making. So now we're building that in um, throughout execution that's the next thing that we're going to deal with and all three of those pieces is what i call soccer fitness if you're able to communicate uh verbally and non-verbally and recognize cues not just give information but also to be able to recognize and receive information and understand the principles that we want to put in place that's our first cue decision making so then off of the communication can you make this the decision that makes sense um, and then the execution, can you, once you make that decision, can you execute it well? And the other thing that we're looking at is, which, you know, goes back to, hey, you guys need to talk more. Well, what does that mean? When you say to a player, hey, you need a better first catch next time, that tells them absolutely nothing. So what do you mean? Like, does my, is it, was it my body position? Did I touch the ball in the wrong direction? Did I not recognize that it was a 1v3 and it was really not an opportunity to go forward? Did I go in the wrong direction? Did I, when I got it, did I go and attack forward when I should have actually just settled down and played a simpler ball, maybe back to the, to the you know, central part of the field? And then finally, the speed, like great decision, but when you play that ball, it's got to be a little bit quicker. Or when I make this move, once you beat the man, you've got to go a little bit quicker. Or it's a change of pace. So one of the things that we're looking at individually is four things. We're looking at positioning. So are you in a great position? Because we continue to tell our players space equals time. The more space you have, the more time you have on the ball. And a lot of the problems that we keep seeing is 
players are are one to you know five big steps away from where they need to be to create that space that they need to have more time on the ball. Um, when you have more time, then that allows you not to have to be 100% perfect with your execution. Um, the execution, again, is something we're looking at more. Is it positioning, um, which I just mentioned, or is it just uh, is it the direction that you're going in? So did you not recognize that, um, the moment, or the speed? So those are the things that we're looking at all the way through. So position, moment, direction, and speed. And that takes away all the little biases that I can bring in. And we look at actually what is it that maybe it was like we need to work on how you open up your hips when you receive the ball. So we can easily do that. The other day I had a center back who was receiving and his first touch kept going back to the where he was receiving the ball from, um, which was coming from the other center back, which means when he was being pressed, he's touching the ball back to the opponent who is pressing him. So we had to talk about, hey, let it either one, run across your body, or two, and I had to physically move his body, like here, I need you to face this way, and then the touch is to here. So now I'm dealing with his positioning, I'm dealing with him recognizing the moment, like that's not the moment that we want you to settle it back into middle, we want to play out wide, and then the direction, so now we're letting it go across our body, so we can now create a little bit more space and time, and then... The final thing is the speed. Can we do that where our decision is quicker so that the guy that's pressing us can't have as large an impact? So that's kind of where I'm at with um, things that are going on with the high school program. But I've been seeing a lot, and I post some things about communication. And I think what you have to do within a program is you have to figure out a common language. And the weird thing about soccer as compared to anything else out there in the world professionally and and whatever is like if you go into cooking and you have to broil something everyone knows what broil means um if you go into uh, anything else and they use some type of technique that's like the known technique that you would use in soccer like i brought up earlier there's so many different things that we talk about um and different vocabulary that it becomes very confusing, I think, for people, and you hear it, is that, like over in England, just even the fact that we call it football versus soccer, that's a different vocabulary, and then therefore has a different context for some people, whereas like here in America, if we hear football, we're thinking the, uh, you know, the American style NFL type thing, not the football of South America, uh, what's being played in England, Asia, et cetera, et cetera. So, you as a coach and I as a coach am working really hard for my group so that as my freshmen become sophomores, become juniors, become seniors, and we keep growing it, we have a clear idea so that when everyone on the pitch is playing, we, number one, understand the verbal cues that are given, and number two, we understand the visual cues, the nonverbal as to how the ball is being moved based upon our opponent's moves. And that's something that we're going to continue to build on and grow upon uh, with that. I hope you've gotten something from this. That's just kind of my take. Um, And we're using a periodization model to kind of help with this. So right now we do a five-day session type thing uh, where on Mondays it's very technical. So all I focus on is position, moment, 
direction and speed. That's all I'm focused on during our main activity. Um, on the Tuesday and Wednesday, it becomes very tactical. It becomes very question of, hey, when you see this happen with this player in this position, what do you think you could be doing at this point? Uh, and it works both ways, attacking and defending. So uh, not just the person receiving it, but like I've talked about, I want everyone on the pitch to know exactly like, hey, if this occurs, then this is what occurs next. And these are some of the other options that occur, but I might be one of those options. So what can I do to put me in a more successful position to be an option? So that's Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday is conditioning, and that one is a balls-to-the-wall day. That is just all out. It's an overload day. We're just going to crush them uh, for little stints of, of time. I think for us this past week, it was two 13-minute time frames where it's just non-stop go 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 we've got balls positioned on the outside of the pitch so as soon as the ball goes out the ball is right back in so there's no chance for them to have a let up so the idea is can we play at a high high level and that goes back to soccer fitness so i'm watching what how's our communication how's our decision making and how's our execution and it's early in the summer so we're going to keep building and getting better and better at that Friday's our recovery. That's an opportunity for the boys to, one, um, get back out there, do some work, get that lactic acid and what have you that's built up from the previous day um, to kind of work it all out. Uh, and what I do at the recovery is we kind of flip it. So we only did two by 13 on the conditioning day. What I do is I flip it, and so I think we did four by three, but we did a four-minute rest between uh, versus on Thursday, they only get a two-minute rest. So this was very much about I, kind of identifying some of the issues as a team. So that would be communication. And then individually, which would be the position, moment, direction, and speed. And then this allows us an opportunity to kind of remind them, like, hey, in this scenario, here's what we're looking for. But they get to go still with some intensity, but for a shorter period of time. Um, and it's a shorter session. So, again, my goal is, one, um, is to really put the principles of play into place for us. Um, and that's really a focus on our team communication, verbal and nonverbal. And then the second thing is really working with the players to be as healthy as we possibly can. Um, because the high school season's rugged. Any soccer season is rugged. And so I want to put my players in the best place that they can be to be successful. And you can't be successful if you have to sit on the bench because you have a pulled hamstring or you've got a calf injury um, or a pulled groin or anything like that. So that's where our focus is. Um, and then again, just identifying those individual things that we need to get better at from uh, the positioning moment, direction, and speed standpoint. Hey, this is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and that's just my piece on communication and my idea and plans for periodization for my crew. I'm out. Peace.